it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. On last week's episode, I was talking a little bit about eating whatever we want and how it's actually a healthier way to approach food than from the fear and control that drives the whole, you know, I can't eat this, but I can't eat that type of thinking that we get um, conditioned into around food. The truth is eating what we want is our birthright. We can be trusted to do that, but it's gotten associated with actually being unhealthy because often we struggle with wanting to eat things that actually help us feel our best. We feel like all we ever want to eat are the things that we know make us feel like crap. So we have to control ourselves to not eat those things. But when that's the case, it's actually not a sign that we need more rules and that we have to try harder to control ourselves and not eat the things on the can't list, it's actually a sign that we have to change why we keep wanting to eat the things that make us feel like crap. Changing that why is key because that's what drives all of our choices. So why do you want to eat in ways that make you feel like crap or don't serve your best interests? In this week's episode, I want to talk about some messages that I recently got from one of our newest members in my Cognitive Eating Academy because they were a beautiful real-time example of some of what keeps us from wanting to eat things that help us feel our best. They're a, a, a wonderful example of some of the things that actually drive self-sabotaging or self-destructive eating patterns. So her message started with, I'm on the verge of a binge. She went through some of the new practices that she'd been learning since starting the course, and she had gotten a few answers on her own from that, and then reached out to me via text for a little bit of a deeper dive. So like I said, uh, this is a great example of why it's so vital to understand why we eat, to understand what an enormous role our thought and behavior patterns play in the choices that we make for our bodies. And again, you know, I'm sharing this because I'm sure you'll probably be able to relate to so much of what she said, so I'm sure it's going to be helpful for you. Anyway, she started with, I feel like I'm about to binge. And after going through her practices to uncover why, she said that, I, she said, I heard, I just don't care. So she went through more digging into why she didn't care and said, I really feel like I need to work out to move. But I couldn't because after work, I had to get my daughter and had stuff I needed to do. Then started feeling guilty because I didn't work out and I don't work out as much as I used to, so I beat myself up about motivation. Then I started feeling really bad about myself, yelled at my daughter and felt even more guilty, then yelled again after promising myself I wouldn't. Now I just feel awful. (laughs) So keeping in mind that we treat ourselves the way that we believe to be treated, and we tend to use food to numb uncomfortable emotions, Can you identify in there what might have been driving her to feel like she wanted to binge in that moment? I'm sure you can, but we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into all of it because I'd be willing to bet that you said all of those exact things to yourself too at some point. And I want to, I want to really dive into it to help you understand what's really going on in there. 
It started with the thought. All of that started with the thought, I need to work out. And then the knowledge in that moment that she couldn't. So the first question to consider here would be, why is she telling herself she needed to work out in the first place? Was it because her body was sending her messages that it was just genuinely craving some movement? And she was tuned into that and listening to those messages and wanted to honor it? Or was it more likely because of the pressure that she puts on herself to look perfect and to be fit? Well, if it was simply a matter of her body craving some movement, there were likely any number of ways she could have gotten a little bit of movement when she picked her daughter up, right? But if it was because of the pressure that she was putting on herself to keep up appearances and be fit, she wouldn't even think about that because she knows what workouts she needs to be doing to produce the look that she wants. And if she can't do that workout, it wouldn't even occur to her to bother doing anything, right? Sound familiar? So right there, we know that this I need to work out thought is almost certainly coming from the brain. It's coming from the fear and the need to control. In this case, specifically the need to try to control what her body looks like or can do. So it starts with that thought in the brain, I need to work out. A thought that's likely driven by fear and has nothing to do with what her body actually needed in that moment. Because Again, if she was just if it was just about tuning in and listening to her body and what her body wanted, uh, she could have played chase with her daughter or danced with her or you know whatever for a few minutes. Her body would have gotten what it needed. Her daughter would have had fun with mom, and uh, you know she wouldn't have had that initial "I feel so guilty for missing a workout" thought that ended up making her feel bad about herself. Because if she wasn't feeling bad about herself and had given her body what she needed, then she may have felt less stressed and may have been less likely to yell at her daughter, which would have eliminated all of the bad mom thoughts and feelings, and everything may have turned out differently. But that's not actually what happened. What happened was that she was repeating a pattern she'd likely been repeating for years, a pattern that started with fear, a a fear of not being good enough as she is. That fear drives the need to have this perfect body and be a perfect mom, a perfect, you know, partner, employee, daughter, sister, friend, whatever. It drives feeling like if we aren't perfect in everything that we do or how we look or whatever, that we're somehow bad. So she feels guilty about missing a workout because she's telling her she's supposed to get it in. When she doesn't do what she thinks she should do, she tells herself that's bad, that she's unmotivated, which she also tells herself is bad. So all of those thoughts are what actually created the feelings. Those thoughts are what, her, what made her feel guilty. They're what made her feel bad about herself, her thoughts. It started there with those original thoughts that made her feel bad. When she picked up her daughter, she was already feeling bad about herself. And so what happened? She yelled at her. And what happened when she yelled at her? Again, told herself she was bad. She must be a bad mom for yelling at her kid. And when she tells herself she's a bad mom, how does it make her feel? Makes her feel like a bad mom. She feels like she's a bad mom because she's telling herself she is one. So now here she is feeling guilty and bad for missing a workout because she told herself it was bad to do that. On top of that, she feels like a bad mom because she told herself she was one. She went on with some other things from earlier in the day that contributed to her feeling badly, but we won't go into them all. Let's just stick with these couple for time's sake. So those things then make her feel bad about herself as a person, but it all started with a thought. 
that's it. The initial thought created those feelings. Then the feelings created more thoughts and feelings, and then they drove her actions. Because that's what they do. That's actually what feelings are supposed to do. They're, they're there to produce an action. And whenever our brains sense a problem like uncomfortable feelings, they look for a solution. And for those of us who use food self-destructively, our brains have associated food with the solution to almost every problem. So when we feel bad or when we feel something that we don't want to feel, our brains are immediately sending out that signal for food. The worse we feel, the more food we may start to feel like we need and, you know, which would end up being a binge. So whenever we have behaviors that don't serve us, like constantly wanting to eat in ways that, um, you know, don't, don't uh, serve our, our, our best interests, we have to look at the patterns and the feelings underneath those behaviors. Instead of trying to control the behavior or shaming ourselves for the behavior, we have to look at the patterns and the feelings underneath what thoughts and feelings are driving that behavior. Because here we had this incredible young lady who busts her ass to create a wonderful life for her daughter. Here she is feeling like she's a terrible mom and about to binge, about to punish her body as a result. Because again, how do we treat ourselves when we feel terrible in general or about ourselves? We treat ourselves terribly, which is exactly why when she considered how a binge would make her feel and she asked if she wanted to feel that way, she heard, I just don't care. Because she felt all kinds of bad about herself and she didn't believe she deserved any better in that moment. And again, where did all of those feelings originate? Where did they come from? Well, she said that the feelings of guilt were because she missed a workout and she yelled at her kid and that the feeling of being a bad mom came from the fact that she yelled at her kid. As though those feelings were actually justified, like she should feel bad about herself for those things. And that's what we think, isn't it? When we feel a certain way about ourselves, we believe those feelings to be true and we believe that... Um, we believe that they're existing because they are true and because we deserve it, because we did something bad. But the only way that you'd feel guilty for missing a workout is if you told yourself that you should and then were judging yourself because you did. I miss workouts all the time and I used to feel guilty in the same way she described, but I don't anymore. Why? Because I stopped telling myself I should. I stopped judging myself as being bad or unmotivated just because I'm missing workouts. If you stop telling yourself you're a terrible, lazy human for missing a workout or for, you know, whatever, you'll stop feeling guilty when you do. And when you stop feeling badly about yourself for it, you'll stop feeling like you need to punish yourself for it. And again, that's actually where the feelings came from. They came from her thoughts, not from any kind of truth. Same thing when she said, I feel like a bad mom. She felt like a bad mom because she told herself she was one. It started with the thought, I can't do anything right as a mom. Because these are all likely thoughts that she's been repeating on autopilot for years. So she believes them. And then they create these feelings. I feel like a bad mom because I've been reading, repeating that thought forever. So I believe it now. So... When I asked her how she felt and she answered with like a bad mom, I said, no, that comes from a thought, not a feeling. So I asked her to bring her attention into her body and tell me what she was actually feeling in her body. When she did that, she said, I feel stressed 
feel tired. I feel heavy. She said her belly felt heavy. She had tension in her neck. And as we discussed what she was feeling, why she was feeling it, and then what she actually needed, she decided what she really needed was just to relax, to breathe, and maybe do a couple of minutes of yoga to try to stretch out her stiff neck. She messaged a little while later to report that 10 minutes of yoga turned into 40, and that's exactly what she needed. (laughs) The desire to binge was gone, and she was feeling a whole lot better. Because when she took the time to uncover what she was feeling in that moment, why she was feeling it, and then what she actually needed instead, and then gave herself that, it changed everything. When we uncover why we're about to eat in ways that don't serve us and what we actually need instead, we're able to start shifting out of those patterns. We are able to start naturally and organically changing our choices because we start wanting better for ourselves. Because the thing about our thoughts is that the more we, we repeat them, the more we believe them and just live on autopilot based on whatever random stuff runs around in our head. Try this, this quick little exercise for me to illustrate the difference that different thoughts can have based on how often we repeat them. Uh, repeat in your head just quickly a silly random thought about yourself that's so ridiculous you would never believe it in a million years. Some, like, I'm a pink polka-dotted baby squirrel or something. When you think that thought, you don't actually feel anything attached to that thought because you haven't spent years or even decades telling yourself that you are, right? Now compare that to a thought that you've heard yourself say over and over and over again for years. I'm a bad mom. Oh, when you hear that thought, you believe it. That thought has power. You believe it because you've been saying it to yourself for years. So every single time you get triggered with with that thought, every single time you don't live up to what are probably completely unrealistic expectations of yourself, by the way, you get triggered with, with believing it. And so you feel bad about yourself in the ways that she was describing. Same with the guilt over working out thing. We tell ourselves it's bad. We start feeling like we're bad. We feel guilty and bad about ourselves because we believe those things because we've been telling ourselves them for so long. Same thing with the, the way uh, we eat or the things that we eat. We tell ourselves it's bad to eat certain things, so we feel like we are bad if we eat the bad thing and we start feeling guilty and bad about ourselves. And again, what do we do when we feel bad about ourselves? We look for ways to numb and avoid those feelings and we self-punish. What better way to kill those two birds with one stone than to overeat things that make us feel momentarily comforted, but then ultimately a whole lot worse or even physically sick? We're numbing in the moment and self-punishing at the same time, right? The more we repeat the same thoughts, the more we believe them. The more we believe them, the more real they can feel and the more we identify with them. They start having the power to impact how we feel about ourselves, how we feel in our bodies and the choices that we make. And when they impact the choices that we make, they also impact our results. They literally create our lives in this way, but they also drive why we eat. So when you stop and gain insight into what's really going on, into what, um, into you know why you're about to make the choices you're about to make, then and only then do you have the power 
to break that old, those old patterns of heading straight for the food or even binging. And then give yourself what you actually need in those moments instead. And when you start breaking those old patterns and tuning back into your body and start hearing it when it tells you what it actually wants and needs, that's how body and self-trust starts getting rebuilt. Joining my Cognitive Eating Academy comes with many benefits, but one of the most impactful is this, the ability to reach out to me in real time when you're struggling the most so that we can talk through exactly what's going on for you in the way that we that I just described doing with this client. And then we can make a plan that will not only help you feel significantly better in the moment, but also start changing those patterns long term, just like we did with this particular client. But even if you don't join the CEA, start noticing your thoughts, the things that you're thinking to yourself every day, how those thoughts impact the way that you feel about yourself and in your body, and then start paying attention to the choices that you make when you feel those ways. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.